Does God need you at this moment? With life in the state that it is for ourselves and our loved ones, we often find ourselves in prayer for the multitude of needs around us. That was certainly my first thought when I felt God whisper the name of a good friend in my ear. Surely, he wanted me to pray for her and her family. I was about to begin when another thought came to mind. Did God need her to do something for him in this moment? That thought hadn't crossed my mind in a very long time. For years, especially with COVID and the state of our world, I've prayed for others' health, peace, provision, or comfort. I hadn't thought that God wanted me to pray they would do his will. Yet it made perfect sense. I thought of the Apostle Paul as he was heading toward Jerusalem. He'd stopped at the house of Philip the Evangelist when Agabus the prophet indicated clearly that Paul would be arrested by Jewish leaders and handed over to the Gentiles. Despite this warning, Paul was undeterred. Why are you weeping, he says. You are breaking my heart. I am ready not only to be jailed at Jerusalem, but even to die for the sake of the Lord Jesus. Paul knew what was coming. He knew that his life would be sacrificed for the sake of the gospel. But he asked that his life be extended in order to continue the ministry to which God had called him. So dedicated and determined was he that he asked others to pray for him in this regard. To the Romans, he asked for prayer for his own rescue, for Jerusalem believers, and finally that God would let him return to encourage them. In his letters to the Ephesians, he closes with this prayer request, ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I'm in chains now, he says, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Paul sent off a similar letter to the Philippians also while he was imprisoned in Rome. In this letter, too, he addressed the contention among those who preach the gospel, some preaching from pure motives and others from selfish ambition. Nonetheless, he asked them to pray that the Spirit of Christ would help him preach even in his chains in order that he could be delivered and continue his missionary journeys. Paul also wrote the Colossians while imprisoned in Rome, and his request remained steadfast. Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That's why I'm here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Although written 10 years earlier in AD 51, long before his Roman imprisonment, Paul requested the Thessalonians to pray God's word would go forth. He writes, pray that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes, just as when I came to you. Although still tormented by wicked and evil people who were trying to prevent him from preaching the gospel, Paul persevered and asked that the church pray that the message go forth untarnished. Nor should we be surprised at this type of prayer, for Jesus taught his disciples to request the same thing. 
His opening words command us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our first point of prayer after praising his name should be for God's will to be accomplished throughout the earth. It isn't give us each day the bread we need, nor is it forgive us our sins, or don't let us yield to temptation. It's explicitly and unequivocally that God's will be done on earth. And what is his will? That all people will be saved, according to Paul's letter to his spiritual son, Timothy. He counsels him to pray for all people and leaders because such prayer pleases God who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. And what is that truth? That there's only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God to humanity. The man, Jesus Christ, he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And I've been chosen, Paul writes, as a preacher and an apostle to teach the Gentiles this message about faith and truth. Here we see a clear connection between Paul's prayer for the message has been called to share and his request for prayer that it be accomplished. Have we been that fervent in seeing the gospel go forth? Have we prayed on a Sunday morning, let the pastor's message reach the hearts of all who hear it? Have we prayed for our friends to share the gospel with loved ones, colleagues, and neighbors? Have we prayed for missionaries to be effective in their ministry? Have we prayed in this manner that God's will be done and his kingdom come? If so, then I shouldn't be surprised that when God spoke my friend's name to my heart, it wasn't for her health or God's help, but in the effective way she can share God's message of love and grace to others, for God's boldness in reaching out, for open hearts to hear what she has to say. What could happen if we prayed this way? In the case of Paul, for the two years he was imprisoned in Rome, he welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him, we read in Acts 28. In fact, we see from his letter to the Philippians that he was able to preach boldly, for he states, And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me, including the chains, has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I'm in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. His guards heard the message. His visitors were emboldened to speak. His prayers for the gospel to be preached were being answered to great effect. Now was Paul the only apostle to preach for this to happen? Peter and his friends prayed a similar prayer when the religious leaders released Peter and John in Acts chapter 4. The men had visited the temple and by the gate they saw a paralyzed beggar. Reaching out to him, Peter proclaimed he had no coin to give him, but something much better. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. This dramatic healing gave Peter the opportunity to address the crowd through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. 
preaching Jesus brought Peter and John to the attention of the religious leaders and they were immediately arrested. To them also, Peter, Peter preached boldly. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Despite the threats of the leaders, Peter and John declared they would continue to tell everyone everything they'd seen and heard. When they returned to their friends and recounted the incident, the believers lifted their voices in praise to God, but not just for their deliverance. They also prayed, O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Here it is again, a prayer for boldness, a request that the message of Jesus Christ be, can be proclaimed to others and that signs and wonders will capture the attention of the crowd as it did with the healing of the paralyzed beggar. Then the people would stop and listen and be open to hear that Jesus saves. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The next time God tells you to pray for someone, don't just assume they need help with their family, finances, or health. Perhaps they need the Holy Spirit's help in sharing Jesus with someone. Perhaps they need wisdom to preach Jesus boldly. After all, that was Jesus' prayer for Peter. Knowing Peter would falter by the fire, Jesus prayed for Simon that his faith would not fail and that when he has turned, to Jesus again, he would strengthen his brothers. Jesus prayed for Peter to fulfill his calling and preach the word of God. Evidence that we see in the book of Acts as well as Peter's two letters in which he states, My purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you that when you are what you are experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you. Can we join with Jesus in such a prayer for our friends that their faith would not fail, that they would encourage others, that they would preach with boldness? This may well be our greatest prayer of all.